0: Hey in our last episode we talked a lot about being a part of God's work in the earth and so we want to kind of extend that extend that idea and that conversation to talking about how we can prepare to be a part of what God wants done in the world because he is going to use us and so we want to be ready to do so so let's talk about that To the God's Best for Your Life podcast
1: with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. Hi, everybody. This is Sharon Fletcher, and my husband Greg is here with hey. me. Hey. <laughs> and as Greg uh, spoke about a while ago, we were uh, last, our last podcast, we talked a little bit about um, God wants to use you and God has equipped you. Well, there are some things practically that you can do to continue working with the Holy Spirit in the world today. So we're going to discuss that today. Um, I know that with everything going, being crazy and, you know, under normal times, there are crazy things that happen, Yeah, but it seems to be a little bit extra. It it seems a little over the top these days. (laughs) Yeah. 2020, 2021, even Mm -hmm. 2022 are just, there's just so many things all at once. So it, 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 leads to uncertainty. It can lead to being disheartened. It can lead to uh, just the, the despair we talked about at the last. At the I last mean,
0: there are a lot of things going on, and some of them are directly opposed to you know what God tells us to do. So it can be quite alarming and, and unsettling mm-hmm. as a believer. And then you're like, "What are we going to do? What is God going to do?" Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So one of the first things we want to talk about is where where you're putting your focus. You know, your focus um, is kind of like where your 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 attention. What is your attention drawn to, and where does it rest? Because you know, like when you're walking through the mall, or you're or you're um, watching some show or something, the commercials come on, and they're bright and colorful, and they try to distract you because they want your attention. So that's kind of what's going on in the news cycles and in the you know, the celebrity gossip or whatever you, or, or even the social media, there's a lot of things that are vying for your attention. So we're going to talk a little bit about our focus. Um, because the, the devil wants to draw your focus away from the word and away from what God wants, because he wants you to feel overwhelmed.
0: And he does not want you to act on what the Holy Spirit wants you to do.
1: Right. And he wants, um, he wants you to be discouraged and become weary in well-doing. Galatians six nine tells us to let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary.
0: So he's telling us how to what to avoid, yeah, so that we can be productive.
1: Yeah, and what's amazing is is it's it's almost a promise as well. I mean, it is a promise because it says in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. So
0: if you knew that that something was going to pay off, uh, you most likely would invest in it.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you knew, hey, it's it's you're going to get a hundred percent. And 150 back on your money that you put in there, if you'll do this, well, you would totally do it, right? Well, this is what we're talking about here: not losing heart and do, doing good. And you do that by not growing discouraged, by not focusing on all the bad things.
0: Well, and so the idea of not growing weary. Now I know we did a podcast, last, I think last year, mm-hmm. uh, on you know how not to grow weary. So you know, I, I would refer you back to that one. Yeah. But you know the the main point is is that the part of you that can grow weary is most likely going to be your 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 soul mhm and your probably your body so i mean obviously taking good care of your mind sure. and what you're in, make sure you're in the word you're spending time in the in the bible reading and trying to maybe avoid some of the caustic media you know sure like the, the news of, yeah. the social media stuff like you might you want to think about fasting some of that stuff and then obviously taking good care of your body and, and yeah. you know, exercise and resting. eating well, resting. Getting
1: enough sleep. Yes,
0: sleep. <laughs> you know.
1: Take it, a nap, it's okay. <laughs> I mean,
0: the the flesh is weak, but you still gotta you still have to care for it, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's good to remember that God told us that things were gonna be dark.
0: Yeah, I think that's very it's a very good point because if you get caught unaware, then you can kind of get sidelined.
1: Yeah, you go, oh my word, what's going on? Yeah, you know.
0: whereas if we go into it with eyes wide open, God telling us that it's going to get dark, then yeah. you, you won't really be surprised by it.
1: Yeah, I mean, and Paul's, and, and they've known this since the time of the first New Testament you know, um, books of the Bible because Paul wrote about this to Timothy um, in, in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. He says, but know this, in the last days, perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power.
0: It sounds like uh, every trailer we watch for any movie these days. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it or, kind of does,
0: <laughs> or, t- or television.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, Paul was telling Timothy that in the last days, this, this is what's going to happen, and and they they basically consider the last days. Um, the period of time from after the resurrection of Christ to the, the his second coming. So any time in here, th- these are the things that he says, this is what you need to be looking out for. This is what's going to happen. And the reason he told Timothy that and the reason the Holy Spirit told us this through his letter to Timothy is because he doesn't want us to be Discouraged or surprised when these things come, you know. Jesus told us that in this world you'll have tribulation. Don't be surprised. It,
0: it, you know, I hear people all the time who who kind of highlight how bad things are, and for them it's it's like they don't even know how to deal with it. It's
1: a surprise. Yeah,
0: they're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> the world's coming to an end, you know. And it's it's not really like that, you know. I think that uh, the darkness serves a purpose, mm. you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Um, John one five tells us that the light shines in the darkness, and that the darkness has not overcome it. So it's it's telling us that the darkness is not as strong as the light, and it basically is is there to highlight the how bright the light is. Yeah. You know. So if people don't recognize the darkness, they can't run to the light.
0: Yeah, I know that. Like if you were to light a candle Mm. and walk outside during the day nobody would notice it
1: yeah that's true but if
0: you're out in the middle of a of a, of a cornfield and you light a can you'd a candle see you'd see it for miles yeah, yeah yep. have you
1: ever you remember those um candlelight services that they have at church mm-hmm. you know and how they start with just like one candle they, they turn off and all the light it the gets
0: brighter and yeah. brighter and it's re- it's really bright it's in there really
1: kind of cool mm-hmm. I mean I love that imagery but it's the same kind of thing mm-hmm. you're talking about you know and that 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 just because things are dark doesn't mean That um, God's not in control.
0: And that the light isn't working.
1: Right. And that Mm -hmm. the light, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. You know, because you you don't notice the light until there's dark around
0: it. Yeah, we don't hear about all the things that that, that God is doing and the people that are getting saved left and right, you know, I mean, there are people, there are people getting saved left and right who are finding Jesus left and right throughout the world because of the darkness.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because um, these people, uh, people that don't have their faith in Christ are very upset about the things that are going on, especially if they've been brought up in that Judeo-Christian atmosphere and morality so that they know they've been taught what right and wrong is, yeah. but they just haven't been taught where it comes from, per se. And so when they see all these uh, perversions and all of the brokenness that's going on right now, it can be very scary for them Yeah. and very alarming. And that's 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 kind of part of the design because that that drives them to jesus because just being moral will not get you to heaven no and if you don't know that you're in trouble you're not going to reach out to god yeah so so this darkness serves a purpose so but it's not to make us afraid because we have no reason to fear we know we know jesus he, he is the life. He is the truth. He is the way. We have no fear because so, we have him.
0: So as we're preparing ourselves to be used by God in the upcoming, in the season, and in the upcoming season, the first thing is, is to pay attention. And that, that just because it's dark doesn't mean that, that that's well, the point being is God told us that it was going to be yeah. dark. So don't be surprised and don't be overwhelmed by right. the darkness. He,
1: God's, not, God's not overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. If you look at Psalm 139, it says, um, darkness and light are alike to God. You know, because, and basically what it means, like when when things get dark for him, it's not dark No, because in his presence, there's light. Yeah. There's only light. Right. Mm -hmm. So as we're with him, we're not going to be suffering with that.
0: All right. So the second thing that we want you to focus on as you're preparing for God to use you in in this season and the upcoming seasons is to focus on the evil around us, To, to focus on it, focusing on evil around us, discourages us and causes us to become ineffective in our lives. So we're kind of like we were talking about that, you know, you, if you focus too much on the darkness, mm-hmm. then it'll suck the life out of you.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I th- I think it's, it starts to become part of how you think.
0: The devil loves to brag about how awesome and dark he is. So mm-hmm. he makes a big deal about it. That doesn't necessarily mean that darkness is a big deal.
1: Well, the, the devil tells us that God has abandoned us in those yeah. times and and that all is lost because he wants us to speak against our father and short circuit what God is setting us up for in our situations. Yeah.
0: He, he wants to dissuade us from being the children yes. of light.
1: Yes. He wants us to give up because then maybe he can win yes. this battle, you know? So it, it brings to mind um, the story of the Israelites going through the wilderness, going into the promised land. They spent 40 years in the wilderness waiting and, and wandering around and, and learning how to, how to trust God, basically. And uh, during the very beginning of this, there was a, a season where there were four men that spoke out against Moses and against Aaron and against the sons of Levi and um, accused them of all sorts of things. Um, and you can read about it in Numbers 15 and 16. But verse 13 and 14 of uh, chapter uh, 16 says, Uh, this was Dathan talking to, to Moses. He says, is it not enough that you've brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to have us die in the wilderness? Indeed, you have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, nor have you given us an inheritance of fields and vineyards. So Dathan was basically saying, see, you promised us all these things, but That's not what we got.
0: You brought us out here to die.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's kind of what the devil will tell you in the darkness. He'll say, wow, God's abandoned you. You're going to die. This is going to overcome you. You can't win. You know, he'll whisper those things to you, you know, and you can't listen to that. As a matter of fact, um, He will lie to you about what your past was like. Have you ever ever had that situation where you just think the good old days, you know, things were awesome, you know, no, at the time you weren't thinking that, but you were like, oh, where were those times when... When everything was perfect, yeah, Dathan
0: was doing a hard sell on, "Hey, let's go back to Egypt yeah. and, and be slaves again."
1: He even called Egypt the land flowing with milk and honey. Yeah,
0: but the the milk and fl- honey was only flowing for the Egyptians. <laughs> it wasn't flowing for the for the slaves. That's a
1: good point. <laughs>
0: Remember, Dathan was probably one of their well-known. He, he he had he had kind of sucked up to the Egyptians and probably had a lot of. He had a lot more wealth than the average. Oh, uh, um,
1: sure, sure, yeah. yeah. So for him, maybe it was you. little milk and honey, you know. Yeah,
0: maybe he had milk and honey, and the rest of them had. What is this milk and honey you speak of?
1: I know. You know, <laughs> but but that's kind of what the devil does too. He he tells you, oh, this is this is so much worse and yeah. You just need to go back into the bondage that I had you in before. Yeah, that's what he's trying to get you to do. Oh, I
0: know it. I, you know, there were a lot of times where after I got saved and I you know I turned my back on partying and and all the things that that I had been doing. There are a lot of times where he would try to draw me back into it, you know, yeah. and uh, and it never quite fit the same ever again. And so glory to God, you know, that I wasn't yeah. able he was not able to suck me back in. No,
1: you know? that is a blessing. I mean, it's got it's a blessing that God gave you that discernment to be able to not just go, wait a minute, that's not true. That was not right. So and the point being there is that the Holy One that's that's in us is more powerful than the evil working in this present season all day long it's not even a close race. So what God is working in through you and in the world right now, you know, we, we, we don't always see what's going on, but he is so much more powerful than what the devil wants to do. Yeah. It's, His not, plans even, are it's not even so close. Much it's not even close. Yeah. So we don't even have to focus. So don't focus on the evil that's going around. You. No,
0: don't you know, focus you, on it.
1: You know, it's not, not, not worth. We've acknowledged, cycles. we've
0: acknowledged that, that it exists. Now we're not going to sit around and, and, and focus on it. Instead, we're going to focus on God's power.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Psalms 2, 2 through 4 says, The kings of the earth take their stand, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us tear their fetters apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. You know, so God's not worried about it. No, he's So not. we don't have to be worried about it either. No, we don't. The war was actually won 2,000 years ago. Yes. <laughs> so all we're, all we're looking at right now... Is just the 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 echoes of the fight that was already won by Christ, you know, and it's just further. He's furthering the Jesus through through the church right now is is um, taking more and more ground. Yeah, you know, and and walking walking through the darkness. You know, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil. I,
0: I think it's. I like to think of it's kind of like shaped like a horseshoe. You know that. That you've got the darkness on one side and you've got the light. And I think that both are getting, the darkness seems to be getting darker, but the light seems to be getting brighter. You know, yeah, there's going to be true. a huge difference so that it's very clear, you know, who's yeah. in what camp.
1: But I, and don't you think that that helps people that don't know Christ to see a little bit bit clearer?
0: I think I, it'll, yes, it'll make it easier. I think on people, because it's when everything seems similar, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I, you see a lot of, false morality mm-hmm. a lot of times where it's it's very unethical but it's wrapped in a veil of morality yeah. you know and and but meanwhile god's the author of all morality right and so where where does this other morality come from you know yeah,
1: it's basically a form of secular humanism yes. It's about man becoming god
0: yeah it is and that's uh an old story
1: yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs>
0: nothing new under the sun
1: uh, another verse to be encouraging to you would be Romans eight thirty seven, which says in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. And again, in Colossians two fifteen, it says when, when, uh, when God had disarmed the rulers and authorities uh, at the cross, he made a public display of them having triumphed over them through him, through Christ. You know, so that's the the battle. Like I said, has been won two thousand years ago. So everything that that we're perceiving as evil, um, you know, maybe gaining upper hand over good is just a facade. It's a deception. It's the last grasps of a defeated and disarmed foe trying to convince us to quit before our triumph in Christ fully materializes. And you know, like like we say, you you can't lose if you don't give up. Yeah,
0: you can't lose if you don't give up.
1: So what should we focus on, Greg? You know, because things are dark, things are crazy sometimes, and they're very distracting. They can draw our attention. But when we realize we're focusing on those things that are going to be poison to our hearts, what do we do?
0: So I I think it's super important that we we focus, again, because we talked about, yes, it's going to be darkness. And we're not supposed to focus on it, but I think what we do focus on is... Is what God is doing, right? We were talking a little bit about that earlier on. Yeah. What is God actually doing? Because then we 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 are reinforced that He's alive, yeah, right. He's, yeah, He's alive, and that and that He's changing people's lives, and oh, yeah. uh, you know we've seen. Uh, out of the body of Christ, a lot of movements take mm-hmm. place. I think last year there were so there was those worship movements that yeah, were happening. Let us mm-hmm. Yeah, the worship. those were happening all over the country. Yeah. They still are, and and you know these are the things that are coming up out of all this. Yeah. this uh, uncertainty and and and. And so, I think it's really cool that that we focus on those things and that we speak well of them and yeah. that we pray for them, yeah and and we and we look for how God wants us to participate either in those or something else that He wants us to do,
1: yeah, and I don't want to encourage you. There are, there are a lot of groups of people that are serving the Lord that may not agree with you 100% of with your theology or whatever, but I, I just want to encourage you not to be critical.
0: Yeah, don't get hung up on that. Right,
1: don't get up on the... My dad used to always say, don't major on the minors. Yeah. You know, so don't 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 detract what they're doing you know pray for them encourage them speak well over them like greg was saying because they're your brothers and sisters you know well
0: we're going to have to put aside our differences and we're all going to have to focus as the body of christ yeah uh, in order to be effective in this darkness right exactly because the the enemy if you've noticed the enemy is very well organized and <laughs> Unfortunately. They, they they have a lot of there's a lot of different camps that make yeah. up the enemy's camp. And you know they don't really fight with each other very much. They are, they're very much organized and committed to 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 the general uh, proliferation of the darkness, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get we need to get be be we need to be like that and more so, you know, when it comes to uh putting aside these differences that have really fractured uh, yeah, the Christian the, the, church, the, the, yeah. the Christian church.
1: Well, I remember one one of the the most important sections of scripture is um the last supper where Jesus was speaking to his disciples and he said um, that they would know we are Christians by our love, not by our theological accuracy. Yeah. It was by our love, how we treat each other, you know, how we love each other and pray for each other. You know, we need to be so appealing to the world because uh, we're walking in love with our brothers and sisters. They need to see us and go, wow, they really care about each other, even though they may not agree, even though, though they don't have the same skin color or skin tone or the same denomination or whatever. They really genuinely care for each other. That's right. You know, and, and that, and that's and a witness. We
0: can all pray. We can all pray and ask God to to uncover the the darkness. You know, yeah. I know that you and I have, uh, prayed that many many times over the last year or two mm-hmm. that you know that god would reveal that which was hidden
1: yeah exactly. you know because
0: uh, the the evil people you know scripture tells us that the men loved their deeds their evil yeah, deeds that's right. and they did them in darkness and in secret and so we we know that that God can reveal them, yeah. and, and and He, he does. does. He really does. He we've has been. We, we've seen it many many times where suddenly something suddenly appears out of nowhere and and sheds light on the darkness. And so we need to pray and agree that that would happen again and again. Yeah. And, again. and
1: sometimes that's why things seem so dark. It's not because the evil is just now starting. It's because it's just now exposed.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and again, there's nothing new. Everything that's going on right now has happened. A hundred times, oh yeah, Thousands. or more, yeah, over the years. over the course of the of the entire existence of right. of the Earth and mankind, there's nothing new going on here. It's just the latest round. You sure,
1: know. and the evil's been there affecting our world and affecting even Christians for decades, and we didn't know about it, so it so we couldn't address it or resist it or take authority over it. And and that was the point. Um, once it's out in the open, you can look at it and you can you can resist it in your prayer life, and you can speak against it um, as you go throughout your day, and you make your and you and you walk in faith. You yeah. Know? So
0: I mean, as you're interacting, uh, my advice to you is as you're interacting and watching the news or looking at things, get used to coming against what you read. So if you see a particular story of how people are getting away with this or this corruption is happening over here, pray. Pray, yeah. uh, pray. What you would think Jesus would want prayed over that, you know? Yeah, and using and, his and, words, and, and and yeah, and use his words. You know, get, go find some scriptures that you can pray over those things. But you know, if there is corruption, you say God has asked that you would just reveal that corruption and you would stop it, and yeah. you would bring justice.
1: So, so we see here that the one of the reasons that things are getting darker is because God's revealing things, but another one is because I believe the darkness kind of strengthens the resolve of believers to stand for the truth of God's word. I mean, my me personally, I think I've probably gone through some sort of a little bit of a, of a growth and transformation over the last few years. Seeing how and and antithetical the world system is toward Christianity, it's kind of put some some gumption in my in my spine to stand up against that, you know, and to be willing to be bold about about the truth and be be bold about speaking the word of God and and uh, just being bolded to um to call people into into relationship with him.
0: Well, I think the the foundation of that is understanding that we don't have to be afraid. Yeah. Right? We usually don't like to cause trouble. You know, we don't want to be the stick in the mud or the or the person who's uh causing issues. And you know, and granted they they've even made it more dangerous to speak up in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but you know, we encourage you to to be bold and trust yeah. the Lord to take care of you and yeah. to provide for you and and then be be Convinced that if you do speak up, that he will provide, he will take care of you. And then as you, especially as you stand for his righteousness.
1: Yeah, I was studying the book of Acts and, and something really surprised me. Um, When they were going through all this persecution, there were a specific times where they were praying for deliverance or something like that. But their main prayer that God really answered powerfully, I I want you to listen to this. Uh, This is Acts chapter four, verse 29 through 31. And now, Lord, take note of their threats and grant that your bronze servants may speak your word with all confidence, while you extend your hand to heal, and signs and wonders take place through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. And I just, God God said, you realize they didn't pray for there not to be persecution, they didn't even, I mean, they said, hey, just pay pay attention. This is what they're saying. Because of that, we want boldness. Because he, he, they understood Our human response is, um, I'm going to be quiet because I don't want to get attacked. But God, you can make us bold. Yes. And then you can, you can support what we're saying with your power and uh, with your healing hand. You know, so Lord, not only give us boldness, but also the power to walk in walk it, walk it out
0: when there's a lot of times we don't get opportunities to do that but we can support those that are for right sure. so if you see that somebody's out there and they're standing up for uh, what god wants and you can get behind them maybe they have an organization you can contribute to mm-hmm. you know or or you know that kind of thing at bare minimum you pray for them pray for them that they would be able to continue to share the the the, the truth of god's word and standing in boldness against the darkness you know, we have a part to play, and that's, that's kind of the point. You know, that's what we're sharing and I are talking about. You have a part to contribute.
1: And you know what? And sometimes being boldness bold here doesn't mean that you're going to go rent out a stadium and, and have a, a revival service. Sometimes that just means you be bold to speak to your mailman whenever, they, whenever just develop that relationship and then be bold when you, feel, when you feel the unction of the Holy Spirit to share your faith and to share encouragement with them and love.
0: I think as you, as you prepare your heart to, to be willing to do whatever it is the Lord wants, he'll provide the opportunities.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. And
0: then you have to learn how to stand up, yeah. you know, and, and, and God will meet you there. You know, it says in the word that not even really worry about what you're going to say. Yeah. He'll true. give you the words. It says that in there, that's a promise and acts for you. Yeah. You know?
1: So something else we can focus on that we see God doing in the season is to, sh- to shake the things that can be shaken. So the things that cannot be shaken will remain.
0: Yeah, what a great what a great word.
1: Right, and, and the reason this is so powerful is because it teaches people where to put their faith. I mean, I, I can't tell you, I bet you every single person listening to this right now has been through some situations over the past few years where you have grown exponentially in your faith because something was unsettled, it was uncomfortable, and you had to let go of something that you normally had faith in, but that wasn't from the Lord. And so you had to learn to put your faith only in the Word of God and in in God's love for you, you know, and and how how much more stable and how much more powerful you are because of that. Hebrews, uh, you want to read Hebrews 12?
0: Yeah. And his voice shook the earth then, but now he had promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This expression, yet once more, denotes that removing of the things which can be shaken as of created things, so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we have received a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude, by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire.
1: Wow, so that, that was a, that's a great example of, of uh, with the writer of Hebrews. He was talking first about the shaking of the Mount Sinai, whenever Moses received the Ten Commandments. But he says, you know, it's going to happen again where the Lord shakes those things that can be shaken so that the things that cannot be shaken will remain.
0: So when we see things being shaken, it says for us to be thankful. Yeah. You know, not to be terrified. You know, as we put our Mm -hmm. faith in God and our Heavenly Father and His love for us because of Jesus, we can then lean into these times when things are being shaken. Remember, we talked about, that we're acknowledging that hey the darkness is going to be here and God said don't be surprised right yeah. and then and then we we talk about you know praying for the strengthening of the believers so that they can share the truth of God's word well the perfect time to share God's word is when <laughs> things are getting shaken because <laughs> that's when people most likely they'll will listen. will they'll listen
1: yeah yeah and no, I love that I love that you brought that out because I think that's so true. Because it says, therefore, since we re- since we receive a kingdom that cannot be shaken, so God's already given us the part that won't shake, you know, and and so that when we're shaking, when we feel shaking, okay, we're holding on to the wrong kingdom there, yeah, you know. But I love that that you talk about that we should be thankful. So whenever we see the darkness. I mean, that convicts me. Do I is that my first response? Yeah. Thankfulness? What we believe
0: <laughs> about when things when things get bad, what we believe. Yeah. You know, if we believe what the news says, our hearts are going to be filled with yeah. fear no, that's so good. and hopelessness. That's but so if good. we believe that that God is shaking the earth so that what can be shaken will be pulled away and what what that which is can't be shaken will remain. It, it strengthens your heart, yeah, and, and you your and your excited. faith, yeah, yeah. yeah really that's will.
1: awesome. No, I love that that you brought that out, and and as is by by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. So the Lord's the Lord's looking to take away all those things that people have their faith in that can be shaken because they're not stable, they're not safe.
0: You know, anything that man creates is it's gonna turn to to dust.
1: Yeah, it will yeah
0: you just you just need to know that
1: yeah yeah and and don't put your faith in it no, you know, um, it reminds me of that parable that Jesus told about the wise men and the foolish men, and they building both both of them built their house, and one of them built their house on the rock, so when the floods came and the and the waters rose they his this house stood firm, but one built his house on the sand, and that's kind of the the dichotomy there of things that can be shaken and things that can't. You know so even jesus was saying hey pay attention to where your faith rests so um i think i think that's a that those are all really great things about what we should be focusing on and, and i hope that it has encouraged you to maybe look at the darkness and look at the challenges in a different way yeah
0: thing that we really kind of want to go into uh is to we think that you we're gonna we've given you those three things to think about now the next chunk that we want to talk about is to discern the fruit in your own life Mm -hmm. so tell see if you can describe kind of what we mean by that
1: well the uh the bible uses the word fruit in a couple of different ways um but basically in this context uh we, we talked here's john 15 verse 1 and 2 it says i am the true vine and my father's the vine dresser every branch in me that does not bear fruit he pr- takes away and every branch that bears fruit he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit and in this context um if you think about fruit in in the context of a vine or whatever the fruit comes looks like what the you know a grape vine produces grapes you know uh different vines or whatever different trees produce the fruit of that tree and so when we're connected to the lord we're going to produce the fruit that the lord produces which is the fruit of the spirit but it's also growth spiritual growth in the lives of other people Or, um, and in our own life, you know, becoming more and more like Jesus and doing his works on this earth. So
0: when, wherever there's fruit, we're we're noticing that that's the increase Mm -hmm. of God and where he's placing his emphasis.
1: Multiplication is a good. And obviously
0: wherever God's working, you know, we need to, we, we need to kind of draw into that.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so where is God? So I think we need to take stock of where do we see God working effectively to produce fruit in our own lives?
0: Yeah, I think it's so important to pay attention to that because, you know, there's a lot of times God's working and we don't see it.
1: Yeah, I man. You know,
0: we, we get busy, we get yeah, distracted. Remember, yeah. we were talking about the distraction of the news yeah, and, and, yeah. and our emotions and our understanding. And God's working. Remember, we talked about God is working out there. So then figuring out where he is working and seeing, hey, how can I participate?
1: Yeah, how can I participate? And even in your own life, where where am I already bearing fruit?
0: Yeah, because there's, there's, there are times where you'll have a really great day and God's saying, hey, I want to work. I want to work with you in that area. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it was around a particular relationship or sure. or something going on at your church or maybe something going on at your job. You know, maybe God wants to use you at your job.
1: You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was really kind of insecure about where that would be. So I, I just flat out asked the Lord, Lord, can you just show me where there's fruit in my life so I'll know where you want me to, to focus? What do you want me to be spending my extra time on and extra efforts so um and and god did god brought a couple of things to me and said okay see right here i'm this is something that you've done that is is bearing fruit and and in that sense it was causing others to grow in their faith because of something i had done or words i said or actions i'd taken and those that's kind of what we're talking about one of the ways that fruit is is manifest is that is it is something that we're doing or saying causing other people to grow as well
0: yeah god wants to bear fruit in our lives if you i really i can't recommend the john chapter 15 enough i've spent so much time in that chapter
1: yeah, since we got married yeah ever <laughs>
0: since and um, <laughs> that was
1: that was what the pastor spoke on yeah, the first sunday after yeah, we got married it
0: was and uh and it has stayed with me you know, and one of the sections in it talks about that it's god's desire that we bear fruit fruit that will last yeah you know
1: yeah man so where do you see the kingdom of god expanding because of what you're doing
0: well, you know, for me personally, uh, I think it's coming down to the relationships that I have with key people. There's, there's people in my life who are very important and who are, especially in the business world Yeah. and, uh, God's, uh, using me to reach to them, not, not in an overly religious way, but just that I'm there to point them to him in yeah. very, in very key scenarios. Yeah. And so it's not an overly religious scenario or, or situation, it's really just that I can show the love of Jesus to them in very, in very unique moments. And then when they talk to me about it, I can say, well, you know, God loves you, you know, and then encourage them, you know, that because a lot of people, they, they write Jesus off, you know, they just think God's a, that God is a strictly religious opportunity. And a lot of people are not interested in that. Yeah. And so, well, it's more works. It, it, it is, and, and they figure they figured they've already got it all figured out, you yeah. know, and they don't really understand, they don't know anything about it. Yeah. And so, uh, my desire is to not be religious, but to to be real. Yeah. You know, and and to be able to tell them, well, here's what God's done for me, and He can do that for you, you yeah.
1: know. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's really good. And if you think about it, those are the people that Jesus hung out with. I mean, he didn't hang out with the religious people. He hung out with the the Bible calls them the sinners and the, you know, I mean, there was a reason they called Jesus the friend of sinners, because that's where he was. And he was reflecting God's love for these people where he was. And that's exactly what you're talking about doing, you know? And so I I would encourage you listeners to, um, to, to look at, at where you might be bearing fruit and where the kingdom of God might be expanding because of what you're doing. Um, another thing to consider would be where do you sense God's pleasure in your life? You know, there's just something special about flowing in the gifts that God's given you, that brings you just a deep sense of joy and purpose. Yeah. and fulfillment.
0: I know for a long time, you know, long before Sharon and I actively were teachers, you know, we we didn't just enjoy you know listening and talking about God's word and mm-hmm. and then when an opportunity came for us to start teaching it, things would just happen yeah right just really and a, it was natural. a really amazing yeah. moments and we just thought hey we had a good day yeah and it, it had more to do with that god really wanted us to um start teaching more mm-hmm. right and so those um those incredible moments became more often and more often and more often and after a while we we're like wait a minute are we <laughs> s- <laughs> why does this keep happening yeah, are, we, are we supposed to be doing something with this you know <laughs>
1: I mean, people would just start coming and asking us stuff.
0: And and then our appetite for it grew. And and then after a while, I I just kind of, I had an epiphany. I'm like, oh, okay. We're supposed to be teachers, right? Because not everybody does that. Not everybody has that calling on their lives. And so... God's callings are not just we're limited to, by the way, the pulpit. You know, no,
1: no, not at all. In
0: fact, the the scripture says that you know the the offices, the fivefold offices of, of of ministry, are for the edification and the building up of the body for the actual working of real ministry, which is out in the world. Yeah, it's not church. No, it's not about church. No, it's about what you do outside of church. Church is where you go get your batteries charged. Then you go off, and 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 and, yeah. and you you become. The, the, the disciple of Jesus and you go out and you and you help people.
1: Church is like college. Yeah. Because you get trained to do something but that's not where you no. do your work. Uh, yeah, you that's don't do the job. work inside yeah. the
0: walls of the church. You you use that as again, you get your batteries charged and then you go out. And so God wants to use you. And so that's that's super important that you pay attention to how where is God effectively using and where are you producing fruit.
1: Yeah. So really good. Another another way that you can tell where um, God is using you to produce fruit is where are you the most peaceful? Yeah. Now, not, that doesn't mean where your life is the easiest, but, but where you're at rest, you know, you, you can be peaceful and at rest in the middle of just craziness, but because you know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You have that, just that deep sense of peace that goes Calm. beyond comprehension. Yeah. You
0: know, and everything will be easy. Yeah,
1: it really is. I uh, mean, it's the, not like you're not the, working that hard.
0: Holy ease. Yeah, the holy, ease. the holy ease. Unforced you know? rhythms of grace, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And that is another way that you can figure that out. Yeah. So another, we, if we flip it around, though, another really interesting thing that we can think about is where are you not producing fruit? Because those are things that you can stop.
1: You yeah. Know? And they kind of, you're right, because that just kind of sh- shines a light on, okay, this over here is fruit because this right here is not producing peace.
0: But, but I'm, I'm having to work 10 times harder yes. over here and it's driving me bananas.
1: Man, man, isn't that the truth though? I mean, when you have a situation that God is not in any longer, maybe he was at some, at some and he, point. And he removes that grace. But he's like, yeah. uh, the season is over. But you know, it's hard for our minds to kind of get out of that. Yeah season, you know what I mean? To yeah. to graduate to, okay, what is God doing? Sometimes we keep trying and just go, wow, what, why is this so hard? Why is this not working? Where's my peace? Am I doing something wrong? That's usually one of the first things that I ask yeah. is, okay, God, what am I doing wrong that this is what you've called me to do, but it's not working, you know? And sometimes it's because it's, it's, it's over and you need to let it go let it move and on. move on, mm-hmm. you know? And that doesn't mean that you weren't listening to the Holy Spirit to begin with. But that season might be over.
0: Well, and sometimes we can be confused and try to keep it going. And, yeah. and you know, we're in you like, man, I'm just having to really work to keep this going instead of instead of taking the clue bus
1: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that
0: that God wants you to let it go. Yeah. And and and. I get it. There, there have been many things in my life that I've had to let go of, yeah. especially things that I've done for a long time. And then eventually... Yeah, get... marriage does not count. <laughs> marriage is for life. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Marriage is good. <laughs> marriage is it's a good one to keep. But, you know, I I, I was a musician for a long time and yeah. then God asked me to put put it down for a season and then he gave it back to me for a while. And then, you know, he asked me to put it down again. And so it's it's one of those things where i get it you know and and it's sometimes it's hard sometimes the mind and the and the soul have a hard time with that yeah you know and but i've learned to trust the lord i've learned to that what he wants for me is infinitely better than what i could possibly think i want for myself
1: how did you learn that
0: i don't know i think it was a gift of the holy spirit i think is that revelation you know was a yeah. gift because I've seen what my hand can do and mm-hmm. I can only do this much, you mm-hmm. know, but God can do uh, so much more. And he has, uh, he has proven it to me again and again. If I will give something to him, he'll give me something better.
1: Wow. That's interesting. Do you, do you, have you seen in your own life that if you um, hold on to something too long that God will wait until you finally give it up before he gives you the next thing? Well,
0: what I can say is that, um, God knows what it's going to take for me to to give it over. And so he's infinitely patient. Yeah. And uh and he's since he's outside of time, he's not limited. Uh his patience not limited yeah. and and uh, and, nice. and he will just uh he'll he'll just wait until I'm done.
1: <laughs> okay, let me you know. know when you're done with yeah. that. We're done. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but but he, but he's kind. He's kind about it, you oh, know. Yeah, he he sure. he goes, "Hey, you know, I I just wanted to let you get that out of your system." You yeah. know. Yeah
1: and sometimes it's not like ministry related maybe it's relationships because there are some relationships that that you you begin that the lord was in or that god wanted you to learn something but then god wants you to to let it go and and if we hold on to those then they can turn into negatives in our lives you know you still have those are those are another example sometimes where we have to have to just be led by the spirit and and sometimes we learn what isn't what wasn't God by trying something that we thought was God. Yeah. You know, but it didn't work out the way we'd hoped, or, you know, it didn't produce any fruit at all. You, you know, know it,
0: it takes a lot of maturity to learn how to follow the Spirit of the yeah, Lord, to hear practice. to hear His voice. Yeah. And to you know, it takes a lot of that. And I encourage you that you can do it. Don't just throw up your hands and say, well, I guess I, I'm no good at this. Just Ask God to help you become sensitive to His voice, and He will do it.
1: Yeah, and I, and I want you to know that it's absolutely okay to try and fail. Yeah, but don't stick with a bad decision out of pride or fear. God still loves you even when you fa- even when you fall. But He wants you to move forward and let those things go. You know, you know, there's no. It, it's better for you to make a mistake because you were trying to follow the Lord. Yeah. than not to try at all.
0: Yeah, I, God can steer a moving ship.
1: Yeah, that's all love that analogy, you know. Um, even Paul himself in Philippians three thirteen through fourteen said, "Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do: forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus." Now we're talking about um, an apostle here who was out actively killing Christians and persecuting Christians because he thought he was doing the right thing, you know? So he said, I, you have to forget that and keep pressing on, you know? So he didn't wallow in that. He just, he, he received forgiveness from God and, and moved on, you know? And God was able to really use him in a mighty way because of what he learned. And, and his, his words have been blessing the church for thousands of years now.
0: Yeah. All right. The last part of this discerning the fruit of your life section, we really want to kind of to, to press on the that you need to continue habits that support and multiply the, food, the fruit that is growing in your life and cut off those things that aren't, which is, again, where it's kind of a full circle here of the things that you're talking about, but you're going way out of your way. You're, you're repeating that process of looking for where God wants to bear fruit and is bearing fruit and that you're continuing to get rid of the things that that don't. I know Sharon and I have gone through uh, several years of really kind of that process of of looking around us, going, you know, like whether it could be our possessions, right? We go, you know, because after a while, you're like, man, do I really need all this stuff? <laughs> you know, and can if I could get rid of it, would it would it help me hear God better, right? Yeah. Because sometimes our stuff can just weigh us down. Yeah. You know, and so there's been lots of times where we've given a lot of stuff away, uh, and and granted, we we try not to give away things we need. Uh, but you know, occasionally you'll make that mistake, but God will provide, right? If your, if your goal of your heart is to declutter your life so that you can hear him better, he will honor that, you know?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And, um, it's always been amazing to me after we go through one of those purge cycles where like, you know, I'll go in the pantry and I've got cans in there from five years ago of lima beans that nobody will eat, you know?
0: (laughs) I like lima beans. Well, (laughs) We got cans or of lima whatever. beans?
1: <laughs> no, we don't. Because I've purged <laughs> them. <No.
0: laughs> oh, man. But, uh, if any of y'all want to sow some cans of lima no, beans <laughs> to our ministry.
1: <laughs> but, you know, but when you go back through those areas, after you have, have released these things into, you know, let, letting God use them for something better than just storing dust in your closets, um, you feel better. You know, there's le- there's less distractions, you know, drawing your attention. And uh, Paul talks about this again in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. He says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air. But I, dis- I, but I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. So he's making supreme sacrifices um, in his habits. He's looking at himself daily going, okay, where am I bearing fruit? Where am I not bearing fruit? And, and by the discernment of the Holy Spirit, he's allowing the Lord to prune off those things so that he can bear more fruit. And he was an extremely fruitful person. You know, Paul, extremely pr- fruitful. Yeah so our job then is to also run the race with endurance that is set before us
0: so we're we've been talking today about kind of preparing ourselves gearing up for this season right that god's got us in you know cuz there's something happening god's working remember and we're and we're supposed to try to figure that out and you know we've got uh, we've got actually quite a bit more on this that we really want to share but you know we we don't want this to be a 3 hour podcast so <laughs> I think we will wrap this one particular up, but we want you to check out the next one where we continue to talk about, uh, about this topic, about, about gearing up for, for, for being used by God in this season of, of, of darkness that, that there's, that is so prevalent right now. And so, uh, we want to, we would just want to encourage you to, to come back, you know, listen to the next episode and, uh, that'll be very helpful for you. So, uh, there's nothing else that you want to share then I will I will probably end this one it, well
1: I, I will point out one more thing one more thing one more thing and that's that that these things kind of go that these things kind of go together we were talking about the shaking that goes on mm-hmm. that, that the Lord allows and um and then these habits that we were talking about and and I guess I kind of want to paint the picture that if we hold all things loosely we and we'll let the Lord shake those relationships those habits those circumstances out of our hands. So that we will have the solid ones and the, and the imperishable ones that yeah. he wants for us, you know, so that they kind of work together. So if you find yourself in a season of deep shaking where there's a lot of trepidation about what's going on in your life and is God involved in anything or you know, are, I mean, I'm not bearing fruit in these, in all these areas of my life. It could be that the Lord is trying to shift, to sift you and to shake you out of some things and out of some, some negative mindsets, negative habits that you might have that are hindering the fullness of what God wants for you. And he might be pruning you, you know, and, and, and as painful as those things are, they're necessary for you to be even more fruitful, you know, so, so be open to that and, and realize that everything that God brings you, to and through is out of His love.
0: Yes, always. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us today. And again, come back and check out the next episode. And uh, we will continue to to kind of talk about this topic. And it's going to be very fruitful for all of us. And uh, we thank you for uh, for everything that you guys are doing. We, we covet your prayers. Please pray for us. Pray for our ministry and pray for the uh, open door for ministry. Uh, for us and uh, we also encourage you to uh, share this podcast with your friends. And It really uh, does help. It really does. You, you know, God will use you in people's lives and you can share the word with people and share the encouraging message that, that we uh, that we give out and so we, we encourage you to do that. Also if you wouldn't mind rating us on your podcast I know there's ways for you to go out there and rate and give a comment that would be very helpful uh, for us and then we have a website that you can go check out gods-best.com where we have lots of blog articles and and freebies that you can download and so we just want to encourage you to to uh, to check that out and so i'm greg i'm sharon and uh, we know that you can have god's best for your life and we're here to help